brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Is the future of personal mobility up in the air? That's our text to nation. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from Ziva Aero is Director of Business Development, Jason Simas. Hi, Jason. Howdy, Fred. Hi. So give us the background to begin with about Ziva Aero. It's Z-E-V-A. Yeah, Ziva Aero's vision has basically been to bring eventually affordable uh, air travel to the masses. So we have a saying, we want to bring a Ziva to every garage by 2040. And we know that sounds presumptuous, but we believe that that's where the future is. It's in EV tolls or electric vertical takeoff and landing uh, personal vehicles. So just like you have a car today, believe that in the future you'll have uh, a Ziva to take you where you want to go. And describe the vehicles for us. Oh, absolutely. So the vehicle, at least our current prototype and our initial um, model, the Z2, is basically a uh, single person, well, one to two person vehicle that uh, weighs about a thousand pounds and is able to travel about 160 miles an hour uh, cruising and go about 50 miles with current battery technology. And hopefully down the down the road or up in the air, whichever way we're traveling, uh, that range will that range will grow as well. Oh, definitely going to grow over time. Battery technology is already advancing in leaps and bounds. And this would be charged up in a way similar that uh, we're charging. Many people are charging electric uh, vehicles yep. today. Exactly the same way current EVs are charged. We're actually using the same uh, EV charging ports and using Type Two uh, EV chargers the same way you would a Tesla or any of the other commercially available ground EVs. So yeah, exact same infrastructure. So what are some of the things that uh, it will take for us to get to this future? I mean, the, the idea of, of being able to zip through the air to get where you're going in, in a straight line uh, pretty fast too, I think, is so appealing, but you, you have to wonder about the traffic, congestion, all those things. So tell us about it. Yeah, uh, well, technologically speaking, we're there pretty much. Um, the biggest technical hurdle that needs to be overcome isn't actually getting and staying in the air. The battery technology and just the propeller and turbine technology that we have already is sufficient. Um, the big thing, especially if you're doing mass transportation, is the autonomy piece. Unlike the ground, the air is a much more complex place to have an interplay of many different vehicles. And so the autonomy piece is probably the technical hurdle that's uh, the most pronounced right now in the industry. 
Uh, we're hoping that we're going to be able to be fully autonomous by 2026, 2027 timeframe. I know that a lot of the people in the industry, like Joby, Archer, are aiming for similar timeframes, but they're definitely starting with piloted versions first. Um, that will be true with us as well. Um, then there's also FAA regulations. You know, there's a lot of pressure on the FAA right now to be working towards having consistent certification requirements for these vehicles, considering they're relatively unlike anything else out there. You can kind of think of them as a blend of fixed wing and rotorcraft, um, but the FAA really doesn't have the specific certification requirements yet to really map out to a vehicle like this. And there's a big push to have them get that in place by the 2024 timeframe based off what I'm hearing right now so that we don't lag behind other countries and other regions like Europe and uh, Asia, which are making big pushes into this field. Tell us more about the, the size of these vehicles and where they would fit, where they're going to fit by in our homes, in our yards, in our garages, and what kind of area does it take to take off and land? Oh, sure. Um, I mean, they'll come in all different shapes and sizes. You know, you're going to see anything from air taxis, which are probably, you know, 30, 24 to 30 foot wingspans carrying five to six people may or may not include a pilot to ours. So the Z2 is basically going to fit in a nine foot sphere. You can almost imagine it's going to weigh under a thousand pounds, um, obviously without the passenger and other transportation items that you're bringing with you, like, you know, baggage, but it's going to be relatively lightweight, especially when you consider the average car weight is well above that. Um, and as far as being able to land, right now we can land within a 30 by 30 foot area. And that is only going to get more and more precise, especially when autonomy takes control of landing out of the pilot's hands and puts it into a machine's hands. It's going to be able to do it very precisely. So we envision being able to take off from your garage before, you know, probably 2030 timeframe. Wow. And on the piloting side, because we're not mm -hmm. at the autonomous stage yet. Yep. How much of a learning curve is there? Who, who's going to be able to fly these? Oh, it's going to be the same pilot certifications that you're going to need to go through to fly any other type of aircraft. I mean, there's, we haven't fully flushed out all the different training regimens that would be needed. Um, that's going to be part of our process, a go to market process and certification process for these vehicles. But uh, it's going to be just as rigorous until autonomy um, comes in. You're going to need to have a private pilot's license and you're you know, going to be inspected. The vehicle is going to be inspected by the FAA at regular intervals, typically the one year interval that private plane ownership typically falls under. Um, you, mentioned, you mentioned some of the competition. What advantages do you feel that you have, that Ziva has over some of the competition? Uh, well, to put it succinctly, we're more compact, we're almost always faster, and because of the blended wing bodies that we use, uh, we're traditionally a lot more efficient, which means we can go farther. So, you know, those are pretty much the three characteristics we think mark us out among our competitors. How, how fast can your vehicles go? Uh, we're figuring cruise speeds of probably about 160 right now, and that's only going to get better with more battery technology um, improvements over time. Uh, we're using very 
I would call say a generic battery technology right now, just because we want to be able to use something that's market tested, tried and true. Um, but there's so many different companies that are designing very futuristic um, energy cells that are incredibly dense compared to the lithium ion that's used today. Um, you know, you can see Tesla's transitioning their battery technology over time, and we're going to be doing the same thing. So as that improves, our uh, speeds and our distances will both increase. And on the safety side, I mean, you've touched on some of these issues before. What, what are your thoughts about uh, public acceptance, how safe these vehicles need to be? I mean, public acceptance is always going to be one of those sticky issues, right? You know, it's, you know, just like everybody else in the public, I don't want things, you know, dropping from the sky. I want to know that if it's up there, it's going to stay up there. And that's why the certification process for these is going to be so important to really build that public trust. Um, you know, obviously, just like with any plane, there's the potential for things to go wrong. And specifically for ours, and I think it's going to become an industry standard, is we're building in a ballistic parachute that if anything does go wrong, sort of worst case scenario, uh, they'll be able to come down relatively easily uh, to earth in a way that's not destructive, safe for the pilot and safe for the aircraft and hopefully everybody else underneath them. So it's, it's just gonna take a, a learning moment for people the same way it took when automobiles really finally started to get out on the road. You know, it's, it's going to be a learning curve, I would say, but one that people will learn to really enjoy. And I assume with aircraft, it's the same as with the, with the cars. Electric means fewer moving parts, fewer things to go wrong. Well, exactly. Um, that's all that's being built into the technology. It's going to be easier to maintain, fewer things to go wrong, just like you said, which means that accidents are going to be a lot less. And you're also disengaging the owner more and more from the ability of the vehicle to actually perform. So, you know, you're not going to need to worry about, say, an oil change every, you know, five to 6,000 miles, whatever the equivalent is going to be in the aviation side, just like Tesla disengage things like the oil chains. They built all that in. And again, with us, all that's being built into the tech. In addition, ours design is actually built to be even more simple to eliminate even more headaches. Very interesting. And this industry, for people who haven't been following it, is growing pretty rapidly. Give us a sense. Oh, it's growing incredibly rapidly. I mean, there's estimates of this being, again, this is very futuristic by 2040, 2050 timeframe maybe a trillion dollar market, a $9 trillion market, sorry. That was Morgan Stanley, I think sometime last year. Um, but even moving, looking out 2025, 2030, you know, multi-billion dollar um, markets, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 billion, and just growing because the applications are basically decoupling your need for ground infrastructure to move people and services and goods. So you all of a sudden don't need a road to go somewhere. If there's a town that's say been blocked off or takes you four hours to get there and you can fly there in one or 30 minutes. You know, I think that's really gonna revolutionize the way transportation in general happens, um, especially in short to medium distances. And initially we're gonna see a lot of adoption, I assume with uh, things like first responders, maybe even law enforcement. 
Yeah, first responders are a huge case, especially for us, law enforcement, basically getting the professionals that need to be on the scene as quickly as possible there fast. No needing to wait for traffic, no needing to worry about a traffic jam, other blockers. You just you fly right over it, land where you need to land, and then start, um, whether it's an EMS helping somebody doing triage or law enforcement, uh, basically starting to control the scene. That's really where we envision a very strong push for a vehicle like ours. So where can we all go for more information? Oh, well, you can go to our website, uh, zivaero.com. We're also, we have a bunch of videos on YouTube that are also really helpful to explain not only the technology, but also our vehicle more in depth. Exciting. Again, it's ziva, Z-E-V-A, aero, A-E-R-O.com. Jason Seamus, thank you for taking the time with us. Hey, thank you very much, Fred. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textination.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.